Welcome to today's edition of the City Business Edition. Today I'm live and I'll be speaking to two brilliant technologists who are using their network and skills to solve some of the challenges that coronavirus has occasioned. My first guest is Joshua Opoku Adjiman. Uh, Joshua is the president of the IoT Network Africa. It's or IoT Network Hub Africa. IoT stands for Internet of Things. And Joshua, uh, a few weeks ago, started something he called the Hack Corona V to create solutions for COVID-19 using technology. Joshua is joining us by WhatsApp call for this first part of the interview. Later on, I'll be speaking to a gentleman who's drafted a very interesting solution and that solution is meant to help in contact tracing and he will also join me on whatsapp call for today's edition of the show he's called pa kofi atubra i'll speak to pa kofi atubra later on during the show but let me say good morning to uh, joshua hello joshua hello bernard good morning good morning it's great to have you how are you doing i'm doing great and uh lockdown and self-quarantine <laughs> <laughs> So you are the president of IoT Network Hub Africa. Who are you guys and what do you do? That's all right. Um, hello, good morning to fellow listeners. Um, IoT Network Hub Africa, it's an Internet of Things community that we started four years ago in Ghana. And we are based at the Kofi ICT Center, Ridge. So um, four years ago, we had a vision to explore emerging technologies um, growing up in the tech world, we realized that um, we had a big gap between the Western world and then Africa, and we always play catch up. And by the time we catch up, they also move to the next field of technology, so we keep on catching up. So the community was built or started to explore emerging technologies of the 21st century. So these technologies we're looking at the Internet of Things, which happens to be the next revolution in the tech space. We're looking at artificial intelligence, 3D printing, cybersecurity, blockchain, VR, AR, robotics, and then the rest. So these technologies are also called emerging technologies, and they're also called exponential technologies because they have the exponential power to disrupt industries, businesses, lives, and economies due to their exponential power. So we decided to explore all these technologies here in Ghana and see how best we can apply them to solve Africans' nagging problems. And for the past four years, we've grown a community to over 5,000 membership in Ghana. We have about 16 chapters in Ghana across all the regions of Ghana. And we have about 10 chapters in Africa. So we didn't just get stuck here in Ghana. We've been able to scale to other African countries as well. So as I'm talking to you now, we have a Gambia chapter, Nigeria chapter, Kenya chapter, and other African countries also uh, moving on with this vision of ours. Mm. Uh, okay, so, so about basically that's, that's, that's what you do. Great. Now, I know that when the first uh, COVID-19 case was recorded in Ghana, you started an initiative called the Hack Corona V. What is the Hack Corona V and what are you trying to achieve with that? That's right. So if you look at uh, our mission at IoT Network Hub, um, we've been learning so much for the past four years, and we've always been looking for opportunity to build solutions with all the knowledge and skills we have. So when the virus came, um, I thought of why why not 
test our skills and knowledge. I mean, we've been learning about AI, robotics, 3D printing, and we, we've got quite a lot of resources in this space. So why not try it? So that was the idea that came into mind. So I put up a, a team um, of volunteers from the community. So out of the 5,000 community members we had, we created a new WhatsApp group, which was only up to 257. And for the first week, we started brainstorming. We started gathering information about the virus because we didn't even know about the virus. And we were not much into the medical space. So we had to use our technological skills to source for data and information, try to understand the virus, the same things, mode of um, um, transmission, and then look for some of the innovative approach outside that has been applied since most of the countries out there experienced it before Africa. It means there were some interventions they might have tried that worked for them. So during our research and development, we came up with a number of solutions that were feasible. And then we went ahead to build prototypes of these solutions. So basically, um, hack coronavirus, we're looking at five major areas. So we're looking at early detection, early warning, tracking and monitoring, preventive measures, and the final was cure and vaccine. Sorry, so can, can, you go to, can you go to can you go to can you go to the five again? Early detection. Okay. Early, early warning. Detection, mm -hmm. Early warning. Tracking and monitoring. Preventive measures. Cure and vaccine. So these were the five areas that we've been researching for the past three weeks, trying to come up with innovative solutions to them. And as of now, we've been able to make a lot of progress and the preventive measures. And currently, as I'm talking to, we're working on the tracking and monitoring by building an AI part. I think we'll talk about the solutions when we get to the next Absolutely. space. Great. Yeah, so, so basically, um, that's what Corona B is about. We're trying to hack coronavirus. And in tech, when you say hack, try to break into something to figure out what is inside. So you are, hacking, you are hacking coronavirus in five areas, early detection, early yes. warning, tracking and monitoring preventive measures and cures and vaccines okay now tell me about some of the hacks that have come out or some of the uh, solutions you've developed and what stages of development they are at. that's all right so um on the first stage of development um this was based on the knowledge and skills and resources we had available so we we first tackled patchless or contactless washing tabs um, which we've also um, built same, the same technology is being used for dispensing liquid soaps and then sanitizers. And the reason why we, we, we worked on this solution was that um, during our research, we, we came out to find that um, most, almost all the tabs or the washing um, setups that were deployed either in front of a shop, in offices, or wherever you find yourself, most of them were manual. Manual in the sense that when you go to wash your hand, you need to manually open the tab, press the liquid soap, wash your hand, and when you finish, you contaminate your, yourself again because you need to touch it again and then close it. So imagine someone or a victim who doesn't know that they have a virus and has contact of the virus, touches the tabs or the liquid soap, they leave trace of the viruses on them. And according to the same research, 
the virus could stay on surfaces for three to five or seven days, depending on the material or the surfaces they are. So immediately a, a contact on a tap can last for like more than two or three days. So imagine hundred people come towards your hand and you keep touching it. So that's why we came up with the um, touchless and then the contactless washing tabs, sanitizers and then liquid soap dispensing. Then on the second, we have a low cost. No, hold on. So, uh, hold on. Hold on. This touchless sure. or contactless washing tap based on a sensor technology, is it has it been developed as a full product or is just an idea that's in the works? No, no we, we, we've developed it as a full product. So um, by the close of today, uh, you know, when it comes to technology, um, you first build a technology, you test it, it works before you deploy it to, to like a working environment. So what we're doing currently is um, deploying or integrating it into the Veronica buckets. So by the close of today, um, we should be done with that. The technology is, is working perfect. The programming, everything is working perfect and has been tested. Uh, we're working on deploying it into one Veronica bucket that we can mount it outside for people to test it or pilot it. Great. Talk to me about the second thing you've done. So on the second on the list, we're looking at a low-cost, reusable 3D printed face mask with a recyclable and replaceable filters. So this solution also came into being. No, no take your time. We also you see, hello, hello. Take your time. Yeah. You see, not all of us are technology people, so I want you to take your time and mention what you're saying. A low-cost, right. reusable 3D printed 3D face mask. Printed face mask, which reusable and recyclable and re replaceable filters wow what's that so um as part of the emerging technologies that came in the 21st century we have um a technology called 3d printing and with 3d printing is looking at additive manufacturing and you look if you look at the european and then the um, arab way as of today they can print a whole building without necessarily building with concrete and mortar um, it's it's a new technology that is out there for addictive manufacturing, and it prints anything from medical space to engineering to construction, even to food. It can print it almost everything now. So we we printed a 3D mask that allows you to reuse it for a very long period of three to six months or even more. Um, the reason why we came up with that is the fact that um, the mask on the market, you buy it, you use it, you dispose it. And it's, it's getting expensive. Um, I, we did a research, it was ranging from five cities to 10 cities, and it even could be more. So it means in a week, if you should buy one and use, you're spending almost 50 cities to um, 70 cities a week. So what we came up with is a printed 3D mask. And the mask is plastic, so after using it, you just have to put it in a hot or warm water for 10 seconds, and it will sterilize all the infection or the virus contact on it, and you can reuse it back again. And the filters that we use are the normal, um, the cotton, cotton material, which for each mask that you buy, you get six extra filters, so you can use them for six days, and then put them in hot water, sterilize it, dry them, and then reuse them back. 
So in this case, if you buy one of our products, you can use it for a very long period without necessarily disposing them. Wow. So that's the low-cost reusable 3D printed face mask. Is it available already or it's now in production? Okay. So um, what we have at the moment is uh, some few units for piloting and testing. We're hoping that uh, we'll get in touch with the Ministry of Health to to also try that. Um, the reason why this mask has become um, so crucial is because um, worldwide, you know, this is a worldwide issue and the entire world have run out of resources. So um, they are relying on scientists and engineers to improvise alternative solutions because factories are shut down and nothing seems to be working. So we'll have to figure ways to come up with products or solutions to, to survive the virus. Um, as of now, we have some few units for testing. Um, but then um, we're looking to scale up. And I mean, that's why wow. we're having this conversation. Brilliant. So we're hoping that after the conversation, mm. opportunities will come so that we can scale up. Brilliant. And uh, one thing I would like to chip in is that we are heading towards the fourth industrial revolution. Um, I don't think we should be waiting for our businesses to revive. We should start building businesses today. And this business will come in a different dimension that we never even thought of. Mm. So this, mm. this is, me, I think is a new waves mm. that we should be getting our head into it and be first in this space. Great. Uh, this is still the City Business Edition. And my guest this morning, Joshua Pukwajeman. Later on, I'll be speaking to Pakufi Atubra. And Pakufi has an algorithm that can help trace people who've come into contact with a diagnosed COVID-19 patient. Today, we're using technology to deal with COVID-19. And uh, my first guest is um, Joshua Pukwajeman, president of IoT Network Hub Africa. And they have, he started an initiative called the Hack Coronavirus. And some of the solutions they have developed include a touchless or contactless washing tap, which they will place on the Veronica bucket. He's also, he and his team have put together a low-cost reusable 3D printed face mask with replaceable and recyclable filters. All right, tell me what else you've done within the period of the hack. Okay, um, then the next one on the list is a, a low-cost face shield or face cover. Um, this this product seeks to prevent coming in contact um, with droplets hanging in the atmosphere. So um, when the virus started mutating, what the World Health Organization um, came to say that the virus can be hanging in the air. It could be airborne and it could be hanging there. And then due to that, we have to start doing some spraying as uh, nationwide. And this um, product help to cover your face and it's just um, a 3d printed frame with a transparent plastic sheets that covers your face from your forehead to your your cheek to avoid any contact or fluid contact that could get into your eyes get to your mouth or get to your nose um, this is very very um, effective especially when dealing with victims who already have the virus because they might sneeze they might cough or they might be touching things, or the people around them might be touching anything they might have already touched. And we are always tempted to always be touching our faces. So the cover prevents you from touching your faces, your eyes, or even putting your hands in your notes. Um, so, um, and and so this, fa this face shield will product. typically be for health workers, while the, exactly. the, while the face mask is for them. everybody. I'm saying the face shield is for health workers, while the, the 
reusable face mask is for everybody? Uh, not necessarily for head workers, but anybody who come in contact with people. You know, okay. if you have the virus, you never know. All right. so you never know who has it. I get it. So if you're someone who deal with a lot of people, probably um, customer service, front-end service, or any any public places where you people come in contact with you, you might need to cover your face always. Okay. Talk to me about the last two things because I'm running out of time. You said you've also okay, done so a ventilator. The last two things um, I'll touch on is the automated ventilator, which supply oxygen to the victims of coronavirus. Um, this is currently under um, development. It's it's a bit complex, so we're still working on it. I would say we're about 50% through this particular one. For the first three that I mentioned, they're all ready. And then the last on the list is um, an AI application. So we're looking at a mobile app that can be able to give us real-time updates of coronavirus across the African continent. That will also to help us handle contact tracing by um, using a technology or approach called crowdsourcing. It can also help us complain or or report sus suspected cases. You know, not everybody will have access to the hospital to do a test, but they should be able to report any complaint based on some surveys or some questionnaires you might ask. You'll be able to figure out, probably they might have come into contact with somebody they might not know or they know, but they don't even know how to complain across the African continent. Um, so this is what the app also seeks to do, and it's powered by artificial intelligence. All right. So these five things you spoke to me about, which of them is ready? And number two, what do you need? Is it government support? Is it uh, money from somebody to scale it up? What, what what really do you need for the things you've created to start benefiting the public? Okay, so the tireless washing tires for water dispensing and local soap. Um, the low-cost 3D face masks, the face shield are already answered now for mass production. And uh, the artificial intelligence app is ongoing and an automated ventilator is ongoing. Um, so as a community, we were driven by problem solving. And most of the things we create, most of the activities we've been running for the past four years are self-sponsored. We have Kofi Nine providing us with a venue for our monthly meter for knowledge acquisition and capacity building. We have Personnet who has been also be helping us financially to support our activities and our work. But then it's, it, it always gets us to where we are today. But then taking it from where we are to the next level will require um, all the help we can, we can get, not just from government or individuals, everybody who can help. Uh, we okay. have the the human power or the brain power to deal with the problem we have at hand, but we we have limited resources because even if you go to mass produce it, we need somebody who can give us the resources we need, the space we need, and then the funding we need. So mm. either coming from governments, from corporate bodies, from individuals, anybody who who really cares about coronavirus and want to make sure. All right. Uh, we fight it. Yeah, brilliant. Welcome. Trust me. After this interview, you'll get a lot of calls. How can people reach you? Just put out a number or some email before we end this first part. Okay, so um, we can be reached on zero five four triple eight triple nine eight zero five four triple eight triple nine eight, and also active on WhatsApp. And on email, we can be reached on iotnetworkhub at gmail.com.
IoT we network. Can also be rich IoT network. IoT network hub at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Mm -hmm. That's right. We are also on all the social media platforms. IoT network hub on Facebook, on Telegram, on WhatsApp, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, everywhere. Once you send us a message, if you can't call, you can WhatsApp, just send a message on any of our media platform and we'll be yeah. right there waiting to hear from you. Thank you, Joshua, for talking to us on the City Business Edition. So I've been speaking in this first part to the president of the IoT Network Hub Africa, who is also the curator of the Hack Corona V to combat or to create solutions for coronavirus, uh, Joshua Pokwajman. When we come back, I'll be speaking to another gentleman, Pa Kofi Atobra. He says he has an algorithm that will help trace people who've come into contact with a diagnosed COVID-19 patient. It works by taking everyone's GPS coordinates five times every minute. <laughs> He's going to discuss that idea with us on the City Business Edition. Uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. My name is Fifi Roxon, a.k.a. Azeman, a.k.a. Forget about Do. The time here is self they can't tell you. Bet. We are make what? I go tell me this. But as I talk, my party say I won't put internet for my taxi inside. They don't understand. Some they laugh me. Some they say I rush now. They, but no ball. And you boy, never the sports. But now, maybe they get all the dropping for the station. Every passenger won't enter my taxi. Because once you enter, bed, you feel connected to the Wi Fi. And you will get free, fast 4G internet from Safe Line. Massa, it not be easy. Even in traffic, passengers know the ball. Sometimes if you take me dropping, so so roaming because of internet. Massa, Safe Line in your life. Surfline, it's about time. Our mommy always wants us to be strong. She wants us to have enough energy to start the day. Yay! <laughs> That's why I give them the richer and creamier Cadbury Rich Choco every day. And we love it! <laughs> Enjoy your deliciously rich and creamy rich cocoa made from the finest Ghanaian cocoa, milk, and sugar. Mmm, yummy! Rich cocoa made from the finest Ghanaian cocoa. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Oh, Kofi, my guy, Ben why this long face? Hmm, yo. My wife and I are in trouble. My bank has let me down. I have lost everything, all my savings, down the drain. And now, I can't even receive my salary. Oh, Charlie, you too. I understand, my friend. You need help. I have a solution. So say, take General Ghana Bank. SG Ghana is the reason me and Adwa are okay. -o. They have been my backbone through many financial ups and downs. If you want to save and invest money, SG Ghana offers highly competitive rates. You'll be able to build your savings up again and earn great rewards. When I needed a loan, they provided hugely discounted options with very flexible repayment periods. Up to 60 months, my guy. Oh, Kofi, you deserve a better bank. A bank you can truly trust. Choose SG Ghana Bank. Let me take you to a branch. Yes, enough is enough. Don't lose hope. Choose SG Ghana Bank to enjoy true peace of mind and banking support. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Welcome back to the City Business Edition. And uh, we've been speaking to uh, Joshua Pokwajeman, who's the president of the IoT Network Africa. This is a live show today. I now have on the line uh, Pa Kofi. Ku, uh, uh, sorry, Pa Kofi Atobra. And Pa Kofi is the founder of a company called Sanyo Tech Technologies. And they are 
presently developing an app that will help health officials quickly identify individuals who have previously been exposed to COVID-19 patients, also known as contact tracing. Uh, Pakovic, thanks for joining us on the business edition. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. So tell me about your company and what you do. Okay, so the name of the company, as you mentioned, is Sanyotech. So basically, Sanyotech is interested in finding solutions to a lot of problems, especially in the African government. Yeah. So, yeah, so we, we are interested in Great. It's a software company and an AI company. Brilliant. Now, tell me about this, your uh, new app that you are working on to help in contact tracing. Okay, okay. So, um, you know, um, um, the COVID-19 has been ahead of us. And in order to catch up, we thought of it that it definitely needs technology to, you know, catch it up. So we've been able to come out with this algorithm that's going to help us contact trace whoever has come in contact with uh, a COVID-19 patient. So basically what it does is it's going to be available on the Google Play Store and then the Apple Play Store. So what happens is a user downloads it and then you sign in your phone number, your 10-digit phone number. So we quickly send you a verification code. If you verify quickly from there, it starts picking your GPS, like you mentioned, five times every minute, periodically within the day. And and how does that help the health officials to, to, to do their contact tracing? Okay, so when a user, I mean a user of the app is diagnosed with the COVID-19, quickly our, our algorithm can be, because it, it's recorded their GPS coordinates already. It can then identify all the other users who came in contact with them in the past. And then does what? Does it generate a report or what? It identifies the contact and then yeah, what happens? Yeah. 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 So it actually calculates a risk call for each person who contacted the COVID-19 patient based on the frequency and then the closeness of their contact. So by this way, health officials can prioritize and reach out to the highest risk user um, first. I see. So is what's the name of this app and what stage of development has it got into? Okay, so the name is Quick Trace. Quick Trace. Um, but then um, we, we, we have the product, but it isn't on the Play Store or the App Store yet because we've not really found it useful. We've been trying to get in contact with the Ministry of um, Information, Ministry of Health. Of course, we have to collaborate with them before this one works out. Because even if we, 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 we get the results and then they don't know about it, it becomes useless. So get consent and then, yeah, we can rule it out. But then this app would work for only people who have a smartphone, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. So for, for now, I mean, it's better than none. Yeah. So it works for people. And yeah, I think uh, on the blind side, too, a lot of people are also using smartphones. So your, your point is that if this gets approval, when somebody is being sought mm -hmm. for, this app can make it easier to find all the people. Office. When somebody tests positive, this Very app can, can make it easy to, to know all the people who've come into contact with this person within a specific period of time. 
Exactly, exactly. That's what it does. It is going to record the distance. Actually, it's even able to calculate their distance they were from each other, the time that they spent together. And you know that what we are doing currently, or what the government is doing currently, is a manual thing, which it's not really accurate because at the end of the day, maybe I go to a, sh um, a, sh a shopping mall or a supermarket. How would you know? How would the number of people I even came in contact with? But in this way, if everybody, even if everybody has the algorithm or the app on their phone, you don't need to do it consciously. The 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 the, the GPS is recorded as you don't even know about, right? So the moment you are flagged that maybe you have the COVID-19, quickly our algorithm is run, and then we get to know the people you came in contact with. So this means that if this is going to work, the government has to say everybody should download this app on their phone so that when exactly. we get one person who has the app with the virus, then you are able exactly. to see all the people. So, But once people don't download the app and use it, 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 it will not deliver the results we want. Exactly. 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 I That's see. Saying that we need a collaboration. So who do you need? Is it the Ministry of Health Ghana ourselves? Who have you tried to reach and what have what has been the response? We've been able to contact the former director general um, of health. Of course, we've, we've spoken to a couple of them, but we've not really contacted on anything yet. I understand they also have busy schedules. So of course they can't prioritize their time on with us, right? But at least we need we need we need we need some, so you need you need a hearing to present your solution. This collaboration we want to do. And you, you need a hearing so you can present your solution to uh, the. Well, yeah, we've done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. We will we will try yeah. and secure you yeah. a hearing with the people in charge of the effort. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the good thing is that the good thing is that um, we are not going to, uh, as I noted to you, it's going to be free for the Ghanaian government. It's not going to cost them any money. Yeah, it's not going to cost them any money. Okay, so they are going to pay for the service, of course, like that one they have to pay. Uh, yeah, so but the, the technology development, you know, every, any other thing. This is also one way we think we can also be of help to the country. So this is just one of, this is just one of the things that we've, um, we've done. We also have a payment system, a payment system that is also, you know, it's also going to help the country go cash less. Is this in relation to COVID nineteen yeah, so or just a normal develop. payment system? Is this is this payment system in relation to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it. Hello, I'm, I'm asking you. Is this virus. is this payment system? Right. Yeah. In relation to COVID nineteen or simply a normal payment system you're developing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it it, 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 it is in relation to the COVID nineteen. It is in relation in the sense that you know cash, cash is a medium of transfer for these viruses, right? Uh-huh. So, um, and a majority of our transfers in Ghana is on cash, which is not really helpful. So we have this cashless system, an application on its own, fully built, that we can, you know, first go cashless, and way we also reduce the, the, the contact with cash. So it's also in a relation to um, COVID-19. But of course, regulations and the amount of of money they are requiring is too huge and we are a startup amazing all right thank you for talking to us uh and as i said we'll try and see if we can get you to connect to the appropriate authorities with this new uh developed app that you are working on by sanyotech it's called quick trace a smartphone app to help health officials quickly identify individuals who have previously been exposed to covid19 
and basically saying everybody needs the app on their phone that's the way it works so that when somebody tests positive based on the algorithm they've developed it can then decide who they met for how long and how close which would be useful for contact tracing all right so in the spirit of the season we've been trying to bring you different solutions proposed by Ghanaians on in dealing with COVID-19 earlier on I spoke to Joshua Pokwajiman who's the president of the IOT Network Africa Hub they have some interesting things the touchless or contactless washing taps which has been done they just need to scale it up they have low-cost reusable 3d printed face masks with replaceable and recyclable filters they have low-cost face shields to prevent you coming into face contact with droplets also has been developed they are working on an automated ventilator for supplying oxygen to victims of coronavirus and they are also working on an app that seeks to provide real-time update on coronavirus cases contact tracing and to help report other things i also spoke to pakofi atobra who says he has an app to do just that the contact tracing all right so that's all we have time for for today's edition hope you've learned something uh my name is bernard avle the city breakfast show continues kickoff is coming up next with benjamin inkitia